0: especially with my very strong-willed and highly sensitive oldest daughter. This podcast was born out of the idea of sharing the message and helping parents find more peace in a modern world. Welcome to the Peace and Parenting Podcast. So glad you're here. Welcome to the Peace and Parenting Podcast. I'm Michelle, and I'm here with a guest today, Katie, and she is coming with her parenting questions, and I'm so excited to dive in. So Katie, thank you so much for being here. Would you introduce yourself?
1: Yes. Hi. Thank you for having me. I'm Casey. I'm from the UK, and um, yeah, I'm going to start with my question. <laughs> um, I've got three um, young girls. They're nine, seven, and three. So life is quite busy, quite hectic, yeah. and I work part time in a school. So that kind of helps with school holidays, that type of thing. So yeah. um, we're together quite a lot. So yeah, we we've just started doing special time, which. They are really loving and um, it's really nice to see. I'm kind of struggling a little bit with the play aspect of um, finding the balance between previously not having that involvement in play with them and starting that off. And because they're quite full on, quite hyper, they really are really getting into it. So they're quite boisterous as well. So (laughs) it's like, whoa, okay. Um, But the one question I've got is just on special time and and we did start doing it before bedtime, which I since realised isn't perhaps the right Thing to do because it's the wind down, it's knowing when to stop. And although we set an Alexa timer and it it says, you know we talk about beforehand so this is what we're going to do and this is you choose and you know you you do what you want to do usually it's like a game like Simon Says or um, I Spy or something like that or whatever they want to do yeah but it's it's the stopping that we are um, struggling with a little bit because they just want to carry on and they want to carry on they don't want it to end Yeah. yeah and it's like well how do we get to this point where we mutually agree that it's going to end and you know they're happy with that and we feel satisfied because I feel that they have responded really well to special time you know particularly my middle daughter who wouldn't get out of bed in the morning and she's in the top bunk so it's really hard to get out of bed she just would not get out of bed before school and so I suggested special time and she was up oh, like this straight out and, <laughs> yeah we were at five minutes of two stress. We like
0: that. We like that. Yeah. <laughs> we like that. So,
1: yeah, it was really just how we kind of can, you know, work with that a little bit better.
0: I think this is a common... How long... But by, by the way, how long have you been doing special time? Let's get... Let's start um, there.
1: Probably uh, about two weeks, something like that. So okay. not very long. Not but very enough long. For them to, enough for them to notice, actually, because the last few days we've gone a little bit by the wayside. And... I've noticed my youngest daughter, who's three, <laughs> she said um, one of the one of the girls he saw did something, you know, that they were val to each other during an episode. And she just went, mommy, she needs lots of kisses. So cute. my gosh. That's so like... cute.
0: So you're also using the idea of play to come with, a, with yeah. if you're having a hard time. Yeah. So you're using that tool too, which is really good. Yeah. And are using the idea of empathy when
1: Things are, hard, you know,
0: they're having a hard time. You come to them
1: with empathy. Yeah, which feels strange, to be honest, because you yeah. automatically it's almost about, no, you don't do that. And the control in nature that I'm trying to undo, It's it's quite hard to get your head around, you know, and I've listened to a lot of podcasts over the last couple of weeks. And, you know, I'm really on board with that method. Um, And they are as well. And as I say, the last few days, I've really noticed that they've sort of come back to me and challenged me back and said, well, why aren't we doing this? You know, we've not been doing it that long, but it's enough for them to notice. Yeah. And it's enough. Well,
0: two things. One, you must be doing a great job at it because they want it. Right. Yeah. So kudos to you. And two, they know they need and want it. So mm-hmm. that is a good indicator that it's you're on the right path. Mm-hmm. Um, and, but we can't yeah. be per, it can't be perfect either. Special no, time will no. never be perfect. No. And that's that's OK. The reason I ask about the other things, because oftentimes people will come in and they'll just do special time and they won't do the empathy or the play, or they will still be using punishments and they'll still be using threats and bribes. And then it becomes difficult to have a child relax in special time because it's the only connection piece they're getting. But it sounds like your kids are getting the other pieces of connection. The other thing is you've only been doing it two weeks. So that's still, you're still just an infant in this special time world. Yeah. And they're worried. Right. And they're nervous that it's scarce. Right. Mm -hmm. Oh, is she going to do it tomorrow? I don't know because we haven't been doing it that long, but I know I really want it. So then when you give it to them, they're like, no, I don't want it to be over because I don't know if I'm going to get it tomorrow.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Over Time. They it won't feel so scarce if you're consistent with it. They will be able to rest in the idea like, oh, well, I'm not so worried about it stopping because I know I'm going to get mine tomorrow.
1: That's it. I, I can see that. And it did feel a little bit like, oh, I'll, I'll bet we don't get it tomorrow. Or, you know, it's, it's almost like, well, OK, yeah, I'm not You know, yes, yeah. we, we've got to fit in somehow. And, you know. Yeah. yeah. And
0: with three kids, you might say, OK, I'm not. Are you doing the full 20 minutes?
1: Um, no, it, it started off as five minutes and then that obviously wasn't enough because they really enjoyed that time. And I noted that before bed it just wasn't working because they were hyped up before bed then and it, it was getting them to a point where they just didn't want it to end. And then it was, you know, we've got to draw a line under it somewhere because you've got to go to bed and it's then trying to find it throughout the day as to when we can find that okay. time with them, you know. Five minutes might not be enough. And yeah. that might be
0: part of the reason that they're having a hard time stopping.
1: Yeah. 20 yeah.
0: minutes is ideal. Yeah. If yeah. you could do 15, I think that would be better. And maybe mm-hmm. they would feel more nourished and more connected mm-hmm. and doing better. So they'd be more willing to say, okay, yeah, I'll, I'll let my sister, I'll let my mm-hmm. sister do it. Mm-hmm. The other part of it is, is that it's okay for them to be upset that it's over. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. disappointment. And that's part of life. And when they're upset, do you have a hard time when
1: they're upset? Yeah, it can be because they can, be they're very loud. <laughs> they're very boisterous. <laughs> <laughs> so it's just a bit like, Oh my gosh, how do we, you know, there's been lots of cuddles, lots of kind of, you know, trying to help them emotionally and deal with that. And, you know, they're, they're starting to compete with each other a little bit for my attention. And so mm-hmm. They, they get a little bit pushy with each other and a little bit much. My eldest is at a, a funny age where she's kind of like, you know, attitude and, you know, uh-huh. walking around trying to find her way in the world. And, you know, it, they're clashing they're of personalities as well, which isn't really helping, um, but they're finding their way and, and I'm there trying to help them and smooth things up. I feel like I'm just smoothing things over all the time, you know. Yeah. You know they've got to have these emotions to deal with, but then because they're so loud, it's it's a bit like, okay, let's just split you up and try and deal with this And then it just it just seems to escalate and, and not really settle down if you like. So it just feels like they're constantly either, like best friends or they hate each other, you know, which is normal. And I know that's totally normal, especially for siblings. They're very close in age. Yeah,
0: well, maybe. OK, so two things. So one is the the special time part of it and that when they have an upset at the end and they're saying, no, I don't want to stop, mommy. I don't want I don't want you to go to my sister's special time or whatever it is they're saying. Can we be present And let them have their feelings and be okay with it, even if it takes some time. And the calmer we are and more connected they are, they might still be upset, but they are going to get through it more easily with our support and our help. So can we just be right with them and say, I'm sorry that it's over. I understand you're really upset. Special time is so fun. I loved having special time with you today. I can't wait to do it tomorrow Mm -hmm. and then just be present and listening they yeah. might get through it a bit faster mm-hmm. and it will be easier. The more you do it, the more mm-hmm. you listen to the big feelings. But I think that it's, it's normal and it, and it's, it's okay. If they're, if they're upset,
1: you yeah. just have
0: to get to a place when you were a kid that, were you allowed to have your feelings? <laughs>
1: Probably not no. And I think that's probably where it comes from is I was the youngest of um, there was six years between me and my sister, so there's quite a big gap really growing up. Mm-hmm. And whilst the six years between my eldest and my youngest, they seem quite close compared to how we were growing up. So we were always of the the view of it was children were seen and not heard, you know, so we family yeah. came over, it was upstairs go and play in your room that type of thing you know so and as much as my parents would be mortified you know today because they they're really keen to be on board with this method as well that's the way they were brought up you know so it's it's all the the preconditioning that you know we are trying to unpick really so and they understand that but
0: yeah. I it think probably not, it's like it. overwhelming when you hear the feelings. Cause you're like, wait, this is wrong. We're not supposed to have yeah. feelings. Like it needs mm-hmm. to stop. You have to stop mm-hmm. emoting. voting. Like it's, it's too boisterous. It's too much. Yeah. When yeah. in actuality, it's probably just kids.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. And that's
1: it. Yeah. That's just, it's just kids, isn't it? They're,
0: they're, um, I think getting okay with them having big feelings, like mm-hmm. getting to a place where that doesn't bother you. Yeah. Or getting to a yeah. place where you're like, you know what? They're just feelings. I, I'm mm-hmm. not going to die. No one's mm-hmm. this isn't a state of emergency. I don't have to put them in their rooms and tell them to be quiet. I can just yeah. be in the feelings. But that's a hard place to get when we weren't allowed to have our own. We yeah. grew up in houses that were supposed to be quiet. Yeah. And so for us, it's it's dysregulating because it seems, mm-hmm. you know, wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Want to stop yelling? Take my online on-demand workshop course, The Yelling Cure. This course, formerly known as How to Stop Yelling, is out at a very discounted price of $19.99. Learn my three-pronged approach to eliminating yelling from your parenting for good. Head to the show notes and click the link and get started today. The other thing that I was thinking of, and I can't remember what you were talking about before, but I wanted to touch on, oh, the idea of the sibling rivalry. So I think there's likely two things going on here. You know, there's the, I don't want to stop special time because I need my time. Mm -hmm. And then it sounds like there's this idea of there's some sibling rivalry going on, which is totally common and normal for sibling. But that it's, you know, you can treat sibling rivalry in a connected way too, that will help de-escalate. Sibling rivalry. So it might help the special time go better because part of it could be like, I don't want my sister to have it because I'm having beef with her and I don't want her to have the mommy time. Yeah. You know, and that's totally normal. But I think if we can come to when they're when they are upset with their sisters, can we say to them, what happened? What's going on? Can we get the story without saying, don't hit your sister? You're not supposed to do this. You can't do that. The rules are these instead of correcting, can we come in with neutrality and say, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, you guys, you're having a hard time. What happened here? And have them just explain their stories. And yeah. can we listen and create mm-hmm. this neutral ground to mm-hmm. where we're not picking a perpetrator and we're not picking a victim. We're just yeah. listening to the story that will help yeah. decrease some of the, the upsets between them.
1: Yeah, I totally get that. And I feel My middle daughter, who um, is always the one that tends to be the pusher and the hitter and the kicker and all of that, you know, she's actually responded the best to to special time, I think. And, um, you know, particularly the morning uh, situation when getting her dressed and getting her out of the house was really hard work when we did that. She just lifted straight away. So there was obviously some connection that was missing in the morning. And it, it could be that she just needed to just have to be, to be heard, you know, and just connecting in that way. And, you know, it's, yeah. it's such a busy house in the morning, trying to get out of the house and always being brought up with, you know, need to get out on time and yes. I feel like I'm always late and, you yes. know, it's always rushing at the door and. oh, There's a lot know. of pressure for parents not to be late. I mean, I feel yeah. like
0: everybody I speak to most of my clients will say, but well, we have to get to school on time. I mean, that yeah. is like the utmost importance. And when Mm. we feel that pressure, it kind of oozes out in our parenting and then our kids feel it. And then it's Mm -hmm. hard to get them to do the things we want to get them to do because we're not in this place where we're being calm and connected.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's it's time pressured everything. Yeah. So, you know, you just feel it's just constantly at the back of your head as well.
0: Mm-hmm. I I tell my clients to get up early. I know it's horrible and nobody wants yeah. to hear that. But when you do get up early and then you incorporate special time or you incorporate play or you incorporate something connected in the mornings, it makes brushing your teeth easier. It makes getting yeah. out the door easier because kids, they're asleep for mm. eight or 10 hours and they're disconnected. Yeah. And so when they wake up, they want connection. And then we shove mm-hmm. them into a list of things to do instead, Mm -hmm. eat, get dressed, get your stuff together, get in the car. And it's like, where's the connection piece in there? Yeah. So I totally get that. Yeah. 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 So you can play like little games in the morning, could do a thumb war with each of them that just would take like three to five minutes. You could do a staring contest. You could do really simple little things that will make Mm. life a little bit easier.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah was also said to me today, she said, Where's where's Bun Mommy gone? And I was Oh no. (laughs) She's sleeping right now. She's tired and she's
0: had enough. And fun Mommy is not here. As people said to me today, or so not today. I, I don't know why I said today, but she said to me years ago. I like it when you're the nice mommy. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I like it when I'm that mommy too. sometimes I just can't access her. So you know, she's buried yeah. somewhere.
1: Yeah. That's it. Yeah. You do feel a little bit like you just need to get back to that space. And, um, I think, you know, like listening to the podcast really helped because it's almost like a daily coaching session, even though some of them are quite short, some of them are a bit longer. Yeah. Um, you know, it's really helped me and, and choosing relevant ones for us because I think oh, that's relevant. That's relevant. And each one goes, that's relevant. And that's relevant relevant you know it really is for us so it's been really really helpful oh good I'm
0: so glad I think so too I need to listen to or read or experience something about kids every day and it helps me stay grounded in what I'm doing because we Mm -hmm. live in a society that doesn't value this kind of parenting they really yeah. don't you know and it's, it's hard to stay on your path so good yeah keeping it's, it's,
1: it's hard with the sort of school situation because they are very much promoting rewards and sticker charts and that type of thing and i listened to the one podcast and it was something like that. i was thinking you know it's so right that it's it's just not relevant really anymore is it and but one daughter comes home she got a sticker on her top or and she said i've got to gold today and they do this gold silver thing where they go up and she's always on gold because she's always so well behaved she's fine to put a foot wrong yes. um so she does so well but when she comes home it's almost like she releases all of that pent-up frustration yes. at home 100 percent, we, we get it all at home yes so. i see that all the time with my own kids
0: not so much now that they're older but i see it with my client's kids all the time that we have these kids that are so perfect at school mm. and then they'll come home and just need to get it out yeah need to make yeah. a mistake need to release and then it makes it hard on us
1: Yeah. Yeah. It really does. Because then you're dealing with the aftermath and you were trying to deal with dinner and everything else. And it's like, Oh my gosh, you know, and yeah, it's all coming out now.
0: And it's hard too, because we come from families where we weren't allowed to emote. We weren't, we were not played with, we did not have playful parents. And so we come to parenting with all this stuff we learned, no fault of our own parents. They didn't, you know, they just didn't know. I didn't. Yeah. I mean, I didn't know really. Mm. And it just makes it harder to do the things that we want to do because we're almost fighting against our ingrained patterns. So that's right.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. It, It it is hard because you know, conversations with my parents, with my husband and you know, talking about approaching it in a different way I can see that yeah the lights are on and they're listening and I I totally get it and then you'll see that little pull when they do something or say something and it's like oh just stop yeah (laughs) (laughs) we
0: just had the conversation don't you remember (laughs) yeah I know yeah (laughs) (laughs) But It takes a while. It takes a long while. And especially our parents, they've got deeply ingrained, you know, neural pathways and ideals and everything. And it's almost impossible for them to change sometimes, I think.
1: Yeah. But, so with, with this special time, just going back to that story, yeah. would you, would you say that bedtime is perhaps not the best time to do it? Would you just say, try and do it early on in the day? No, I actually, sometimes I recommend it
0: at night because it helps yeah. going to bed earlier. Mm. I, I think what's happening is that the, the tantrums are probably the hard thing for you that you're, mm. you know, you're like, I don't want to have these big feelings at night because mm. we're trying to get to bed. Mm -hmm. And I I can see that. So if that is the case, then maybe try to do it during the day. But I don't think those big feelings are bad. Yeah, yeah, they they really aren't. They can be super connective, too. If you can come to them with lots of empathy, they're actually what might help a kid sleep better. They might help them settle better. They might help them feel more connected and do better at night. Mm -hmm. In general, if you do have the special time at night. But if it's too much and everybody's tantruming and everybody's upset, then yes, move it.
1: Yeah. Okay.
0: But you might be able to move it back after a while. After like several months of doing it, they might be secure enough in the fact that they're going to get it that you can put it wherever you want.
1: Yeah. So they don't use it against you as in you're not going to do it because it's so much of a routine now that it's just the norm. And, you know, as much as eating breakfast is, it's just the same, isn't it? So, yes. Yeah. 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 When they can
0: get there, then you have some ease around it and they're not worried that they aren't going to get it next time. So they don't hold on to it so desperately. Yeah. And when you can increase the time to be more, I think you'll find that more effective. If you want to keep it at night, I would start earlier knowing mm. and being ready for those meltdowns. Yeah. I think when we know they're coming and we're, mm. we understand, okay, this thing is going to happen. I know I'm going to get pushed back. I know I'm going to get a tantrum and I'm prepared for it. Sometimes it's easier to get through them instead of mm. hoping and praying. Oh my gosh, I hope they don't have meltdown. Oh, I hope they just say, yes, I'm done with special time. Yeah. You know, you're like pranked <laughs> that that happens and all of a sudden, everyone's screaming. And it's like, uh, why did I think this was going to go the other way? You, you know, <laughs> yeah. if you just assume the worst, which actually isn't bad, in my opinion, that's a good thing because they're offloading feelings and they're able to process and you're able to be there and be empathic. And that creates connection. It's actually a beautiful thing. If you yeah. can let go of feeling rushed, mm-hmm. if you can let go of the idea that these feelings are not okay. Yeah,
1: that's that's a really really good point. Actually, is letting go of, of that because I feel like at the back of my mind, there's always something else. There's always something else going on, or always something else to do, or always someone else to deal with, or always someone else to see. And my special time is when they're all in bed. Yeah, <laughs> you know, exactly. And that's my like. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> what do I do now? You know, and, and so kind of like letting go of that yeah you know, a friend of mine recently said to me you know i think i, I just on the race to school i just get ready and i just accept that i'm going to be late so just have to accept i'm going to be late and it's that acceptance is that you feel guilty for work you feel guilty for school and it's all this kind of like big feelings for us as well yeah. we have to deal with we're actually in the grand scheme of things it doesn't really matter does it you know so yes you know and if you do let go i i was a
0: on time freak. And when I, like your friend said to myself, you know what, I'm going to be late today. Mm -hmm. I was never late, but I was calmer because I wasn't working so hard to try to be on time. And they can feel that. I really believe they can feel us like rushing and pushing and trying to get everyone on time, either to bed or to school or whatever it is. Yeah. Makes it harder. But it's hard because you want your special time.
1: (laughs) Yeah, that's it. Yeah, And then you want them to go to sleep. And then if they wake up early, you think, oh, you haven't had enough sleep. You're grouchy and moody. You need to go to bed earlier. It's it's just constant, you know, battling all the time. Those feelings,
0: getting out those feelings will help them sleep better.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it really will. It definitely will. Um, I guess the one thing that we do struggle with is my youngest daughter, um, so she's three and she's, you know, sort of like quite easy most of the time, but she, she gets on really well with both the older two and she's got quite a close bond with the middle one, even though the middle one's quite jealous of her because she's now no longer the youngest. So she'll say that quite often. She'll say, I'm not the youngest anymore. And do you remember the days before when I was the youngest and, you know, uh-huh. talk quite fondly of it and. I know she loves her, she really, really loves her because they're very good together, but they can fight quite a lot and she's double the size of her. It concerns me sometimes the way she can be quite boisterous with her and rough with her and, you know, that's when I feel like I'm stepping in literally passing them, you know, stop because one's done something, she's flicked her and the other one's hit her back, but it's almost like because she's so much more smaller, when she hits her, she'll hit her you know quite hard and it, and it worries me then because I think I, obviously I want them to get over it in their own way but at the same time I don't want anyone to be really badly hurt because she's so much smaller than the middle one you know mm-hmm. and so it's kind of like how do you help them but also stop that not stop it because you can't stop it how do you kind of work with them to yeah. to avoid that if you like that can be quite challenging yeah it is challenging
0: have you listened to my sibling rivalry podcast i've listened to that yeah yeah Um, and there's a um, there's a course too mm, there's an online course sibling rivalry online course it's really good Okay, and there's a guide. It's called the sibling rivalry protocol. So I will send you all three of those. Oh, perfect. Uh, I'm going to summarize just a quick summary of what you can do for siblings. Yeah. So number one, you already said it. You don't try to leave them alone too much because mm-hmm. if they're fighting a lot, we want to be really close by when they. You do hear something come in right away, and instead of saying "stop," "don't hit," "don't do," "don't da da da," because that can cause some shame. Just come in physically and just separate them. You don't need to say anything and then let them calm down a minute and then say to them, what happened? Say to one of them, child A, what happened? And she'll say, she pushed me. She did this. She did that. And you can empathize. Oh my gosh, she pushed you. Oh, you guys are having such a hard time. I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. I didn't get here. This is a good one. I'm sorry. I didn't get here fast enough to keep you safe. Then you say to the other one, What happened? And she'll say, Well, she took my toy. So I pushed her and X, Y, and Z. And she's so mean. And you can say, Wow, this is so hard. I'm right here. I'm hearing everything you're saying. I understand. And now everyone feels heard. Yeah. You can stop right there if you Mm -hmm. want. You don't Mm. need to go anywhere else because the damage is done. The Mm -hmm. middle one has hit or kicked or pushed the, the baby. Now, who knows what the baby. Did to her to create this we don't know and we don't need to know because this Mm -hmm. is their relationship but we don't want to take sides because when we take sides so what often happens is the oldest kid will hurt the younger kid and the oldest kid will constantly be in trouble and when the older kid is constantly in trouble then it creates more resentment toward the younger child because they feel like the parent is on the younger child's side yeah And when they feel that now they're more angry and more apt to hurt them more often. So when we can create a neutral ground, we will decrease the amount of times the older kid goes after the younger child. And that's what we really want to do is try to level the playing ground. You can also come into this with the older child and take their hand and say, oh, somebody needs a lot of kisses if they're hitting their sisters. Oh, those hitty little hands need kisses. Let me see those kicky feet. I'm going to call the operator and you turn it into play. Yeah. And without correcting, she knows she's not supposed to kick or hit or bite her sister or whatever she's doing. She knows. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And there's no need to point it out to her because it just creates more animosity. So that's, that's it in a nutshell, but you can read the the guide too. It, It gives you all the steps. And you can take the course. It's a one hour course where I go through a bunch of different stuff for sibling rivalries and rivalry in all kinds of different situations. And that might be good too. Um, yeah. And then just keep practicing it. Yeah. yeah Yeah. there'll be
1: plenty of time to practice oh (laughs) yeah Mm -hmm. with three girls yes
0: yes (laughs) oh yeah well thank you you're so welcome thank you so much for coming and i'm so excited that you've only doing this like two weeks and you're already like doing so well and getting it all and taking it all in and trying it all which is not easy yeah i
1: really really feel like it's definitely you know the approach that we want to say you know having younger children, hopefully we can start to turn things around for us. It, it's still that feeling of, oh my gosh, I'm rewarding them. I'm not rewarding them. Yes. I'm loving them. You know, when yes. they've done something and you, you really got to stop yourself, haven't you? Because in the back of your mind, it's saying, I shouldn't be doing this because it feels like I'm rewarding it. But every time I've, I've hugged them and I've loved them and I've given them the time, it's been better. So why am I, why am I struggling yeah. with that setup? You know, why is it? feel so unnatural. We've been told the other, you know,
0: we've been told like control them. They're they're evil. They don't know morality. You have to teach them by punishing them and shaming them into it. And if you don't, Mm. they're going to crazy
1: immoral terrible people how how will they ever know if you don't tell them you know how will they ever know and um you know and i said to my mother last week i said look they know that it's right or wrong they know that they shouldn't be doing it you know and and it it is really really true because they'll very quickly say sorry you know and without me having to ask or they'll just really like straight away so they do know but it's just that feeling of having to tell them that you just need to just like I say let go of just drop it just yeah let them be and you know they'll be a lot happier for it but you've got some great advice so I'm taking a lot on what from good what you said to take like, it, it and now you. you can
0: listen to the podcast over and over and it you know, in will yeah. help you moving forward yeah Thank you so much for coming. I so very much appreciate it. Thanks for everybody out there who's listening. Thanks for joining us on the Peace and Parenting podcast, everyone. And we will see you next time. Want to get more connection and lead a more connected life with your kids? Do you want less struggles, more calm? Download my free guide and learn how to get started on your connected journey today. Go to peaceandparentinela.com forward slash connected hyphen parentine or go to the show notes and download it today.